and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, yes, folks, we've re- reached the end of the road because we'll be discussing Chapter 6 of Doctor Who Flux, The Vanquishers. And then, of course, we'll be going through listener feedback a bit later on and then, of course, the dreaded statistics. Um, but I announce this uh, now. There is no news this week. There is nothing to discuss at all <laughs> in the world of Doctor Who. That we, well, actually, that we can be bothered to talk about news-wise. Anyway, let's, let's, let's just put it that way. Um, Presumably that's good. <laughs> Well, that remains to be seen, really, doesn't it? So, <laughs> but obviously, that gives us more opportunity, to, uh, Paul, to talk about uh, this, this particular episode and also flux as, in general as well. So, uh, but before we go any further, let's have a little listen to a trailer. Peoples of the universe, the warriors of Sontar offer you hope. I am the head of human resistance against Sontaran occupation. And now we will ensure that the flux takes apart your entire universe. We have everything we need. You try to kill me right now. You have no escape. Okay, so Paul, you had the honour of rounding off this uh, this season of of reviews for Doctor Who. So, uh, what, what did you think of the Vanquishers? Um. Yeah, it's. I don't. It, I can't make up my mind about this episode, as as usual. <laughs> I it once. Um, okay, okay. It seems to round up a lot of the the storylines, apart from the fact that the universe is more or less destroyed. Mm. That one it leaves, but yeah, it's it's difficult to the actual. Characters as such are all dealt with nicely. Um, it just sort of has a feeling that rather than people be, being beaten, it's just a, a worse baddie comes along, <laughs> which seems to have been the the theme of this whole five series, six series, five episodes, six episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, it. Who you think is going to be the big bad? I, I, I swarm. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we had it last week at the end of last week, and basically, we've had it at the end of this this week. Yeah. Um. I, I, th- I think. Yeah, I'm I, not I, sure I got... how satisfying that is. No, no. But you I, just I noticed... end with no. You know. Yeah, the doctor hasn't actually won. It's just. The, the baddies in it have been not very good. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to be honest, when I, um, I've, I've already been through this anyway, because I recorded with the, with the sort of straight afterwards with, with the Doctor Who podcast um, last night, as we're, as we're recalled, this is a Monday, so James and I recorded straight away um, on, on Sunday evening, practically when it was over. And... After after and I said this on the, on the on the DWP basically when it finished I was watching it with with Joe and Scott Amelia was upstairs Joe Amelia's got no interest in Doctor Who whatsoever so she was watching Netflix on her and you banished her to her room exactly yeah. <laughs> so so at the end um, Joe turned around to Scott first and what do you think of that Scott what, you know do you, do you think it was good he, oh yeah I loved it it was brilliant it was brilliant and then. Joe sort of turned, then turned to me and said, what, what did you think then? I said, well, I kind of thinking, 
is that it? And yeah. Joe said, yeah, I, I thought exactly the same thing because Joe's been watching it religiously over the last six weeks. And I mean, as I said all along, you know, it, it's to, to get a, um, a non-Who fan watching it, then really it's, it's ticked that box really, you know, for, yeah. for, for a, a casual viewer to have stuck with it. It can't be all that bad. Do, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I just sort of, I reached the end. And I thought, well, is that it? And when I recorded with James, I was fairly negative about the whole, the whole episode. Um, if, if I'm honest. And I watched it again today. And I'm still none the wiser, really, on, on my opinion. I mean, I agree, yes, it did it did wrap up a lot of the the plot threads, which I didn't feel it had done on, on, on first viewing. I, and I did feel it would need a second viewing to get a more of a, a rounded um, opinion. Yeah. Um, but it just felt a bit sort of unsatisfying, really. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Mainly because it's been building and building and building. And if you're going to build something like that, then you really feel the the last episode should be the best episode. And it mm. hasn't been. No, no. Um, I, it's I think answered well, questions, but in a way that's, okay, well, yeah, I can see that. Mm. Rather than, oh, wow, that's the, that's the answer. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's, there was a lot of characters in there that didn't get a, a lot to do or were just dismissed. In the case of, well, that's your bit of the plot done. Goodbye, and that was it. Like with uh, Joseph Williamson, yeah. Now I thought he was going to play a bit of a larger part um, in this end episode, but no, he doesn't. Um, he just oh, thank, thanks very much. Need to get back to your own time now. Goodbye. There's your door. Yeah, and that was it. Done. Um, I think Kate Stewart had nothing to do at all. Mm. I thought she'd have a bit more to do in this. Um, but didn't really have any bearing on the outcome of any of the plot strands, really. What you know, whatsoever. Um, I thought that Dan had Naffle to do this week as, again. Yeah. Uh, re- really didn't. Um, there are some real big, I think, leaps of faith. I think with certain characters, particularly Die. I mean, I don't know how long she'd been locked up inside Passenger, but for then for. Someone who was curating a, a, a an exhibition in Liverpool, to all of a sudden can understand how passenger works, what the systems do. Um, it's amazing. Then you find vendors are basically offering a job to teach people about it. Uh, I thought that was a massive leap of logic. I really, and then it was also Dai who actually figured out how to defeat the flux. Yeah, as well by taking it in, inside of. Um, Inside a passenger, so I mean, yeah. I suppose it's a question of where how time's moved, isn't it? Because she's well, exactly. been passenger at the same time as Dan and Yaz have been wandering the earth for mm. however many years. So yeah, yeah. I mean, how you don't know how. I mean, it's, it's also convenient that there was nobody else left in passenger that would have been killed by passenger taking in the flux. I know, and I like, think this where, is... This where is was a, they? What, what, pass, where passenger they, well, has dropped them off at their hotel or what? I don't know. Well, I, I'm guessing it, it was sworn as you used those people inside passenger as as fuel or whatever it was or power to, to get to 
in between universes to get to Division, the Doctor, and and, and Tectayon. So that's why leave Die behind. I don't know because they made a big thing about oh, we're going to have such fun with you and how it was going to tie in with Dan. What well, was... uh, well, I, I suppose and it didn't, that was really. It. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the idea was that they was going they was going to keep her to to torture Dan with, if you like, if you know what I mean, by mm. putting her in peril. Yeah. Um, which obviously they didn't feel they needed to do with any of the the other uh, people that they took in board. No, no, it, it just felt well that went nowhere to me, yeah. really. Yeah, I, I think that there's. I'm trying to think of some of the other things. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, not the Joseph, be, I'm not Joseph trying to be Williamson over... thing. Which, what you saying there? It was almost like you know, and that's the end of that round. And unfortunately, you're not making it into the final. <laughs> It was. It was exactly like that, wasn't it? It was like you, you've you've been in the thank, sing off. Thank, 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 thanks for coming. <laughs> you, know, you just needed him to say, you know. Well, I've enjoyed myself, Doctor. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm, home I'm, with what I came with. <laughs> it's like, it's not like that contestant at the end of Bullseye. Well, I've, I've had a lovely day, Doctor, and uh, <laughs> you know, and I've got my boss here home, and yeah, that'll do. Thanks. Yeah. It's, <laughs> They always, yeah, they always say, I've had a lovely day. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's such a shame. I think, I mean, the Grand Serpent, he was needed for Vinder's, for, you know, the for where Vinder ended up on that space station alone. That that sort of fulfilled yeah. that backstory for him. This whole thing of him taking over UNIT. Um, why? Why? I, it, I mean, it, or, again, it went what, nowhere. What was, he, what was he, what was he, why was he there? What was he doing? What was he trying to do? Well, all, um, I, all, all I can assume he was there just to sell out the Sontarans, and he would then be seen as. And I think it's the Doctor pointed out when he was trying, he was meant to be torturing the Doctor, um, that he would then be seen as the saviour of the Earth and then become Earth's new dictator. Yeah. That was it. Um, but then but he it had doesn't this... explain how he gets to how he got to Earth. No, um, how he, he seems to be able to travel in time. Yeah, he seems to blame Kate Stewart for everything. Um, when Kate didn't seem to do a lot, really. No. I mean, she meant to be sort of head up in um, she, she, she Earth's resistance. Him, she told him she knew what his game was, nearly got killed, and disappeared down in the tunnels. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and again, he. I mean, I'm assuming he's got to come back at some point. I mean, there's, they can't just leave it there. He's now stranded on on the tiniest rock in space with, with yeah. air. It seems as well. Um, mm. And that was it. I mean, he, it can't just be that, surely. No, I. It really can't. Um, you do get the feeling that this wrapped up enough to be able to go off and do a Christmas special, as we said last time. Mm. But they couldn't take the Flux series into the all these questions into a Christmas special. No, because it wouldn't have made sense to people. But by looking at what has been said and what we've seen of the Christmas special that is going to be very micro contained isn't it in well setting. I, I, I do you know what I'm not so sure I really am not so sure because we've just witnessed in this episode the genocide of the Cybermen the Daleks and now the Sontarans hmm. they're all gone but the Daleks are in the in in the New Year's Day special so is this still some after effect of the flux? Um, is everything in the universe destroyed? Did time put things right again afterwards? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, but, I, I don't but, but know. 
But I can see you can now have the Christmas special as set in almost, it looks like, the, the typical base under siege sort of scenario. Yeah. Where time does seem to be... I mean, uh, the, uh, I suspect Christmas, to a certain extent, we are going to get something about time because that seemed to be what's being hinted at there. And obviously that's now going to be the... I would have thought it's going to be the t- the two other specials. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd say that this, I mean, this, this, this has wrapped up certain things, but we still got this division thing as well, um, which I, I, I'm just going to say it now. I'm just not that interested in, really. Just get it, just get it done. It's just not interesting, the well, division thing, you know, and not for me, it's not anyway. Um, I mean, it could be because that could be, that could have been the end of division with her on that. But you still got this Ood left on the space station between universes. And I and I still think that the reset button is going to be here. I don't think this is the end of it at all. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Well, something's got to happen. You can't leave it with that. And as we're t- as as it seems now, the enemy that I think we're going to get in the perhaps not the Christmas special, mm. but the other two specials is going to be time. That allows you to do a reset, doesn't it? Well, exactly, exactly. I think that this is what's going to happen. But um, I mean, I mean no, no, knowing I we've know, got I mean, the Christmas specials to come, that yeah. bit at the end where time saying, "Oh, you can run, but I'll catch you." All it all it needed there was, and I'll knock four times. Didn't it really? Well, it's I know this is the thing. Exactly the same I know feeling. we've been here before, haven't we? It's just, oh dear, it's. They keep. I mean, each time a new showrunner comes along, they keep saying, "Oh, you know, the possibility is endless. You could do anything with Doctor Who." But they all seem to fall back on the familiar tropes. So now we've got yet again another kind of prophecy of the end of the the end of the Doctor's life, you know, yeah. for good this time. Well, we've we've had this, you know, we've we've done this already. Um, I mean, time can now take a physical form. It seems. Yeah. Um, it also also appears to be time that was that the the, the blue. Swarm thing that was chasing people around in Once Upon Time, yeah, you know, three episodes back. Why was it doing it? Has it still got to be addressed in a future episode? Probably. Why was it just picking on random people? We didn't see Dan and um, Joseph Williamson sort of in the tunnels because that was stepping back. Remember when he stepped back into Dan's timeline? Because yeah. um, he said, uh, Joseph Williamson says, "Can't you can't you just stick to your task?" We never get to see that. Now I don't know if that's that's meant to come or it just got lost in the edit. Yeah, I I think it's I I've got to think that's to come because I think what you said there about it's time is obviously going to be a big bad. Yeah, possibly one one of the specials. Then um, maybe that will come into play later on. I I yeah I I think all these plot threads and all these like characters have just been. You know, dis- dismissed. It seems summarily dismissed. I think it will come back later on. But um, yeah, maybe. But I, maybe the thing that still yeah. worries me is the fact that I still think, as you said, it all seems a bit rushed. That they did really lose. This has lost something in the having to be cut back because of mm. COVID. Yeah, and not having the time to film a proper series. 
Well, unless they filmed it and just the face, it just didn't fit into the 60-minute format and something had to go. Um, yeah. And, and maybe those little things were left on the cutting room floor. It, uh, uh, I mean, knows? I, sus- you know. I, suspect, I suspect it's more likely, yeah, stuff was filmed, but then the bits that actually linked them weren't. Mm. So we do get bits that seem to be a little disjointed. Yeah. And you do perhaps get bits like that, which don't necessarily come round again because the actual linking bits it was never actually they never had a chance to film they didn't have the time to yeah yeah as I say it's this is the thing though we're now using our imagination to fill in the gaps yeah or or, or trying to you know think oh this will be addressed in a future episode or it might not be um, and, and that to me kind of sums up where this episode kind of left me Really, because I'm I'm now filling the I'm, I'm now taking leaps of faith and imagination to fill in the to fill in the gaps, and I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Really, you, I you really sort of get the, you sort of get the feeling when they lost episodes, you perhaps needed to strip out storylines, mm. and you get the feeling that he wasn't willing to do that. So we've got something that's been a bit rushed. Mm. Or feels rushed, which is what we thought might happen because we, we, yeah, you know, we were getting near to the end. We thought there's still more plot threads being introduced here. I mean, like, how they're going like, to wrap all this up? We, we, yeah. we, we had a fear that it wouldn't, it wouldn't wrap everything up this week. Mm. It doesn't have to anyway, but just the fact the no, way it was I mean, wrapped I mean, up, I thought, I'm scratching to, my head. You know, to be honest, I mean, I think it has wrapped up. I mean, other than other than what is happening now to the rest of the universe. Mm. So what's left of the universe, and is that ever going to be re uh, brought back? Oh. Yeah, re, uh, re, yeah, it, it, yeah. Rebooted that's the thing. back, rebooted. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but that seems to be the the main thing that it hasn't really answered. The rest, I think, you can you can sort of say yes. That's it. there. There is answers there. Yeah. Um, whether there should have been a little bit more to each ending. Is another matter. I mean, Vinder and Bell, mm. their their ending was remarkably quick for how much you know their sort of story was being t- given a lot of time in earlier episodes. To to basically, we had oh we we're together, we're having a baby, goodbye, and that was it really for them. Yeah, they went off with Carvinista. I. <sighs> I know mean, a lot of people are saying, well, at least we didn't get the, oh, their babies is the timeless child and it ends up being the doctor. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say don't speak too soon because they yeah. could quite easily come back. Quite easily come back. So, I, I, again, it, I think this, this is maybe deliberate. Maybe it's deliberate, the fact that it seems to end on a bit of a, a bit of a, oh, is that it? And I think there's a possibility of, of them coming back. And yeah. we could end up with the, with their baby being the tallest child. We just don't know. This is the thing. It's a um, there's so many other things in there that I thought just didn't make sense or or just sort of petered out. Um, yeah. I think if we come on onto Swarm and Azure, I mean, built up as the big bad all the way through, um, and then it just petered out into nothing. And really, then, yeah. we still had no motive. What was their motive? I mean. Okay, we know the motivation was really just revenge against Division and the Doctor. 
um, were they? We don't know. Exactly. Why, what they... why, why yeah. Division was originally originally imprisoned them, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, it, you know, I don't well, think... Well, I, suppo- I suppose... Were we getting suppose, answers to that? Don't know. I suppose they um, had taken prisoners in passenger, hadn't they? And They'd done it previously, the, yeah. The, the planet of time. But as to that then, why didn't time destroy them then? Well, I, I thought this the... is... I, I, maybe I've I'm, I'm obviously got confused uh, amongst all this because I thought that this battle also, it's become a battle between space and time. And I thought, yeah. for some reason, they were on the side of space. But now it turns out they weren't they were working for time. And I thought their motivation was a little bit... It wasn't clear to me at all. And now you find out they're, look, they're waiting for time to come out and help them reach ascension whatever the hell that means. Uh, and they failed as well, but still got rewarded, I thought was a bit a bit weird. Because the whole Flux thing just got stopped. And I'll come on to that in a minute as well, because I think there's something doesn't quite add up for me with, with the way they defeated the Flux. Well, um, the, 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 getting, getting, back to, sorry, getting back to them and time. No, I think they always were t- time. Flux was space. And they was time. And what they were said, well, there's something about in the Once Upon Time, where mm. they say about the flux has caused a something like the flux has caused a diversion that people haven't noticed that time's got almost as if time's got out. I think I can't remember. I have to go back now and watch that episode. It may be, it may be. It's not just that I need to watch this episode again. Is I actually it's, do need to it's now all of sit them. down and watch all six. Yeah. to pick out if it does actually there's bits that I missed that I thought were just throw away well yeah because they they, they took out the actually... yeah they took out the, the way the Maury didn't they to, into sort of you know to yeah because they're the ones keeping the one... time in, in check apparently yeah. I, was, which I always thought before was the Time Lords but there you are um, yeah so yeah I, I, I don't know do you know what I, this this whole podcast so far is just me just going I don't know <laughs> I'm just totally confused by the whole thing, and I, I think I agree with you. I need to watch the whole thing again, really, because yeah. I must. I've obviously missed so many, so many plots, and I think this has been the bloody problem for me. There's just too much going on, um, yeah. and it hasn't really. Not all of it's been resolved yet, I would say. Um, but the flux, mm. okay, mainly made up of antimatter. It seems it was one of its core components was antimatter. Yeah. So this episode, they arrived upon the conclusion that one thing that counts as antimatter is matter. Yes? Yeah. So the Sontaran's plan was to draw all of the Dalek and Cybermen forces to that point for the yeah. Flux to eat them all up and then cancel out. All that matter would then cancel out the antimatter and then they'd be the supreme rulers of the um, of the universe. Yeah. So surely, the universe is made up of matter. Yeah. So why haven't the planets that it's already devoured stopped, stopped the it? flux? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's only sort of after I thought about it. But anyway, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Unless the flux is has been weakening, and there's there was only so much left, and it was just that much of the well, Cyberman, Dalek, actually, and Tal actually. And the, 
Actually, I think and I the think oud I... does weak does apparently try to weaken it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I may have answered my. Own. I think you you and I are now going to answer the the, the, the question because it wasn't this what we saw in this episode was the second flux event to to finish off what the first flux event started because the doctor stopped yeah. it with the TARDIS. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. See, need to watch it all again. Yeah. Because we've we come, we thought, ah, plot, plot failure here, but then maybe it wasn't because this is actually the second flux event because the Doctor balls up the first one. So yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. Jesus Christ, this is this whole pocket is going to be us on a journey of discovery, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really exciting for the listeners, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Again, again, you have to keep thinking back to three or four episodes ago. Uh. You, you know, do you know what I mean? Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a bold experiment. This flux thing, it really is. You know, to chuck that that amount into the mix. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I've, I'm not wholly disappointed, which is what I was fearing. No, was I'm not. Be. There's been a hell of a lot to enjoy in this. There really has. I mean, been. I may, I may, I may be after I've watched it a few times, and it still doesn't help me. But mm. I don't think it's bad. Is such? No, it's not. And it was enjoyable to watch. Mm. It's a it's a question now of if I wasn't doing a podcast, would I be just a bit? Oh well, I'll have to watch that again and see. But not actually. Why doesn't this make sense to me? Do you know what I think? I think if we weren't, I think this this is the problem that we've been podcasters really because you, you you're coming to it and you're trying to find things to discuss and at the moment we've just focused on all the, the negative and i haven't yeah. finished yet actually so um but on the whole i've really enjoyed the last six weeks yeah and, and i've looked forward to the next episode to see how it's been resolved and unfortunately the resolutions were a little bit meh to the cliffhangers yet again this week the doctors run away that was it um for, from from the hand of swarm the whole thing with the Sontarans coming I mean, through the I mean, doors. I... Yes, very slowly threw a grappling hook at the door and very slowly pulled it open. Um, that could have done with a little bit of sharp editing there just to make it not so slow. Yeah, it, it's just... it's At the moment, do you know, I'm now picking on very niggly little things. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm not going to start criticising the, 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 how the how they get out of the cliffhanger from last week because... Doctor Who has always been very ropey on how I get out of the cliffhanger from last week. Well, it has it has since the show came back, definitely. When they've yeah. done a cliffhanger, it's always inconsequential how they how they get out of it. It's almost it's almost done so flippantly. It's sort of like oh, no one will notice, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know. It, it's just I mean, the one, one I that always, I always go back to is. Is at the end of the episode, Tom Baker being frozen, the fourth Doctor being frozen, unable to move, and the start yeah. of the next episode is he just remembers he should run. Yeah, just legs move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and if, if you're gonna, you can't. I mean, how we'd react to that nowadays if we'd been doing a podcast? That was that was an that was a it, uh, they got out of a cliffhanger now. I was, I, I was going to say, yeah, that's a very good example. And an otherwise, very very good serial because that's um, yeah. Oh, image of God. the Fendal. Yeah, thank you, thank you, bloody hell. Um, I could see, it, I could see the Fendal. My mind was just couldn't think of the bloody episode. 
Um, no, that's that's that is a very 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 good point. Um, I think the the one thing I really didn't like in this, um, and I mean, it was you just sort of I was thinking, why did they bother including this? Was the um, well the Billy Bunter of the Sontaran world? Yeah, no, yeah, that that is that is where that is that was really my my dislike of this episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the bit that really just made me sit there and go, "Why? Why have you done? What? What? Why have you the done this?" That? Yeah. But, I mean, I could quite. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a. Well, there, there, there's a sort of. Yeah. All right. There's a fun bit of that that Santaran suddenly, you know, find chocolate and sweets and. Yeah. It's, you know, typically a kid in a sweet shop become like a kid in a sweet shop. Yeah. But it's the fact that. He almost sells out the Centauran for chocolate. For chocolate, which is not the it's like conquering Centauran, is it? It's just it would have just been basically. What do you what do you mean? What do you mean? You you've got no choice. You're giving me chocolate. <laughs> it would have been the Centauran. Yeah, would, I know. wouldn't be. Oh, oh, I'll do what you say if you give me another bar of chocolate. It's it's like it's like the the, the kids being bribed to betray Willy Wonka by Slugworth, you know, to, to for the, the recipe of the everlasting gobstopper. It's it's exactly like that. Um, maybe that's what it's supposed to be like. I, I've honestly got no no idea, but it it was. Um, I mean, I mean so I mean, it I'll, was not needed I'll, at all. I mean, the the only thing you go back to is. Are we the wrong age audience to appreciate that? Scene? Well, do, do you know what? Do you know what? Scott really liked that bit. He really laughed at that yeah. bit. Um, and, so, and we've got yeah. to remember that this is not a program for fifty-year-olds. <laughs> no, no, it certainly isn't. <laughs> I mean, I suspect there's more. There's a few more of us out there than would care to admit. <laughs> but we've got to remember that there there are there are other people younger than us that like to watch it. Yes, there are. There are. No, no. So Scott, he he really laughed his head off at that bit, especially when um he sort of went chocolate at the, at the end. You know, he he loved that bit. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, I just, yeah, I think that just sort of that joke and the whole that bit sort of went went over our was not aimed at us. No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It, 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 there would have been something about. Surely it would have been better if they'd to have got Claire and Professor Jericho on board the Centauran ship would have been, you know, almost to make it look like they'd been portrayed by the Doctor or something, rather than doing a deal with him about the Centauran commander to get basically give him chocolate was that he take these two people on board. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, didn't that seem... didn't really. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it didn't really work at all. That bit, you know, what whatsoever, um, as as a sort of a way to get them on board. Well, um, and other actually, people think differently, aren't they? This was supposed to be. They was needed people with presumably some sort of psychic powers. Yes. At no point in this, as far as I could aware, has Professor Jericho ever. Had any indication that he had any psychic powers of his own? No, and was just interested in the phenomena. So, why is he suddenly 
why uh, you know why has it not killed him for starters then being attached to a machine if he hasn't got any psychic powers or is that well, because, I th- is I th- that is, I think, is that what helps well, him I don't know well I think it, it was obviously they were always going to kill off the character um and it just seemed to be a way to do it it, it was a means to an end really wasn't it to, to yeah. send him off with Claire and you get, um, you get the feeling he was killed off because actually they didn't quite know how to Get rid of him, otherwise. How he? How well, they he could have saved him. and taken him back to nineteen sixty-seven. I mean, that would have that would have solved it, really. They got a bloody but, Tardis. They can go anywhere. You know, don't have to. To a, to a know, certain extent, but yeah. I, sus- I suspect uh, he was. The, if he was going to sacrifice one character, he was the character, really, wasn't it? Because he had no family. There was no. There was not the Vinder and Bell no. story going um, on. You wanted the sort of Diane was, and Dan. You needed that well, Dan to, and Dan, to basically then kick Dan back into the TARDIS at the end. Yeah, but I, I don't know. To kill off the best character, I just thought it was a mistake, really. I suspect there is almost the sense that if I don't kill him off, there's going to be outrage that he doesn't go continue. With the Doctor. With the Doctor. Yeah. And it may well be that, obviously, Kevin McAnally didn't really fancy becoming a companion. No, maybe not. But I mean, you know, it was, you know, a really, really, really good character. And I thought that there was, and again, I think it's all down to editing again. Considering that Dan and Yeah has been travelling with the man for the last, what, three, four years, wherever long it was. Yeah. All you got was a little Jericho off of Yaz. Yeah. There was so little reaction to it. To the Um, fact that he died, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was just odd. Um,. I mean, and also, you got you got you got more angst when Edric died from the rest. Yeah, of she the, did. The said, yeah, precisely. And technically, um, in terms of time, you'd have said they spent less time with Edric than Yaz and Dan spent with Jericho. With Jericho, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that that was that was weird, actually. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, a nice little thing that you know, reintroduction of time rings again, which I thought was, uh, um, yeah. if again, if you knew what that meant, then then fine. You know, otherwise it just meant oh, just a way to get back on the TARDIS. You know, you just yeah, touch the time ring and off you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that that, yeah. that that was a good way of getting around the fact that without having to suddenly. Oh, you <laughs> you can teleport to the TARDIS now, you know, mm. which would yeah. have been the. Sort of well, actually, that's that suddenly, that suddenly come along quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But at least, but... yeah, by doing that, you sort of gave it as a oh no, the time rooms have always had this technology. Yeah. So, you know, it, it works from from that from that point yeah. of view. It really does. Um, I and think, it, and I it think... was and it was a good death scene, and he was. It was. It was. Stoic. I mean, yeah, it's stoic. It was well acted. Um, he got a nice sort of little pithy little line at the end. Um, yeah, yeah. I I just thought it was a really really good character. I, I was just sort of sad to see him see him go. Really, uh, I mean, whether that was you yeah. know the fact that that's how you know perhaps it's better that he went. I don't know. I, I think in some ways I think it's better than he went that way rather than he just got as Diane seemed to be not Diane. Um, Claire seemed to be dropped off and forgotten about. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, she's taken back to. To, you know, twenty twenty one again, wasn't she? So she's yeah. now back in her own her own time zone. Um, and doesn't re- I d- didn't really get anything after the 
that scene, she was a peripheral character, wasn't she? Yeah. Which I suspect Jericho would have been, and I don't know whether that was would have been as good. I, thought, I, I don't know. I quite like the fact I don't that know. it's uh, I don't know. heroic. Um, yeah, the, the Di and Dan romance has now just sort of fizzled out. Um, yeah. Again, ra- rather abruptly. Um, I'm, I'm just assuming that she was just affected by spending all that time inside Passenger. Yeah. I'm assuming. Um, and there's part she, of her that blames him for not... Blames him for turned, that. If he'd turned up, she'd have been... She wouldn't have been caught up in it all. Yeah, precisely. So that was all a bit uh, a bit of a bit of a non entity. I mean, not the fact um, that he then actually did come he does come and rescue her. But hmm, yeah, that was sort of sort of forgotten about as well. That's what I mean. I was but, just sort of thinking, oh, is that it? You know, that's the you know, I'm still I'm still but there had to be of that opinion. I mean, I, really. I suppose what we don't know also there is quite how much time passes. I don't know between Hmm. Again them I think it's back. The, it's all down to editing again, isn't it? It was it yeah. was done such a breakneck speed to fit everything yeah. in that they could yeah. into that hour. Yeah, um, I think there was something lost there. Um, okay, I mean the good stuff now, Ray. I think we, I think we you know we, we've we've now sort of got swing towards the, the the better stuff now, aren't we? Um, the scene between the Doctor and Carvanista as well. You know, we we get the the reason why he can't tell her about the division. Yeah. Um, and then, right at that, you then get uh, what's it sort of Commander Stenk come in and just casually announces that the oh the last of the Lupari, yeah. they're all dead, and it's the look that and again for, full full credit to to Craig Ells, the actor who, who plays Carvinista, that to to actually get some emotion through that dog mask. Yeah, it's just that look that he gives him, and and actually the look that Stenk gives him back as well. It's sort of, you know, Covenant wants to kill him on the spot or kill every, as you say, I'm going to kill every last Sontaran. But it's that look that Stenk gives him back as sort of like, bring it on then. Yeah. You know, it's a, that typical Sontaran, I want the, because he even says at the end, I look forward to meeting you in battle kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, again, I thought that was really, really, really well done, that bit. Really was. Again, with the, and I thought Jodie Whittaker was fantastic. Um, in this um, again a bit muddied on how she got split into three just because Swarm interrupted taking off that plate off, off her jacket but hey yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go with it um, an interesting idea on how to get a multi-doctor story yeah without having, um, to... without having that um, and again sort of the contact thing that's very sort of very three doctors and yeah one again three doctors from the point of view you have one doctor trapped that couldn't actually do anything do much, like, yeah. And yeah. The other two are in the TARDIS, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Um, it, it's that sort of again, a little sort of callback to the to what to previous Doctor Who stories. Um, but again, I thought Jodie Whittaker was very, very good. The scene between her and the Grand Serpent, I thought, was very, very good as well. I thought she was very yeah. good in it, and very, very, very Doctorish. And I, I know yeah. she's she's been the Doctor for three seasons now, but that, I think that's the closest. I think dialogue-wise, she's been able to come for for a very long time to to actually be in the Doctor. I mean, the fact of splitting, the doing the three-way split, at least meant that the Doctor then was leading the other parts as well. Mm. Whereas without that, of course, then you're asking Yaz or Dan to be dealing in the tunnels, and you're asking Bell and whatever to to fight in the ship. 
So yeah. at least it did actually mean that it wasn't just oh the doctor's helpless on with swarm while everyone mm. else does all the work. It did actually, you know, give her a chance to be the doctor in in, in every area that was happening. Yeah. Oh, it did. I, I thought she was. I thought she was absolutely outstanding in this. I really did. Now, I'm going to sort of skip to the end now with with the final, the final scene. Not the actual final well, scene. Actually, but actually the, can I just go back? To oh, go on, go on, about go. the interrogation with the Grand Serpent. Go on. The one other problem I have with this is oh, when has the sonic screwdriver been able to paralyse people? <laughs> when the plot demands it, demands Paul. It. That's when. <laughs> That that to me seemed to be just well. A... It, that that's been a problem since the show came back. That the, the sonic screwdriver's been a magic wand. It's not been yeah, you know, to open up doors it and can, stuff anymore. It can, is it? it can do anything you want it to do as you yeah. need to do it. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, and I think maybe maybe it's time to get rid of the sonic screwdriver. And I'm and I must admit it hasn't been overused in this particular series. No, as it has done in the past. Uh, but yeah, it is sort of like. How but if it's get... got the ability to do that, then it just basically becomes a, the the answer to all problems. Whenever you're trapped well, somewhere, you just yeah, it, it's a case of I've. It's like the writers. It's not just you don't need to escape. Actually, you can no. just actually paralyze your captor before they can catch you. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's just a lazy device really sort of like I've you know I've written myself into a corner how do I get out of this one I know the sonic screwdriver yeah and that's it, it it's you know it's a it's used for all sorts of things as you say you know just uh, as the plot demands mm-hmm. so now doctor and yaz now finally sort of get the doctor sort of opening up to to yaz and wanting to tell her um did you think and I I thought this is going to happen. They're actually going to make this happen now. That the the doctor and Yaz were going to kiss. I did wonder, but that would have been a large step to have taken. And I don't just mean from a female doctor and a female. I mean just mean from a doctor companion relationship. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't really had that at all. No, it, I think it's uh, always been it's been hinted at, and I know. I mean, it, it, I know, it, well. It, Unless you're gonna, well, you could probably say to the eighth Doctor, there was, yeah. But well, no, there, there, there were, there were. There's been comments. I mean, oh, which one was it? I think it was Arachnids in the UK. I think if you go back to that episode, there was a there was a comment that Yaz's mother makes, and it's so like she wasn't too. There was a hint there about Yaz's sexuality, or yeah. her mother was making comments a very sort of veiled almost dig at, at, at yes about yeah. it yeah i come with the exact words now so i think the seeds have been sown back then then you had that yes was determined to find the doctor what would the doctor do you know during uh was it resolution yeah. of the daleks and she was really upset that the doctor had been missing all that time and 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 so on and so on and i know and i think this is We've done it already with the Doctor. I think, do we need to see it again? And I think, okay, now because it, it's a, it would technically be a, a, a gay relationship. Um, now, this is something I know that a certain subset section of fans have wanted to see. That you know, the shipping of the do- of, of Doctor and Yaz, you know, the slash fiction. Okay, that that's in fandom. 
it's not not everybody wants that. It's not like they've had a big poll and they're, oh yeah, everyone wants that to happen. And I've got no opinion on this one way or the other, to, to be perfectly honest. But should show writers listen to what fans want and then put it in? Should they be pandering to fans? Um, I mean, there's there's the question of Chibnall being a fan. Is it something that he's wanted to see? Well, that's it, isn't it? Is is it not that, yeah. that he's pandering to fans, but actually he's pandering to himself? You well, know. I, I I think he. I mean, he's my, obviously... my, 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 prob- my problem is 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 just I prefer there to be no hanky panky between in the TARDIS with the Doctor. I yes, I, yeah, I'm, I'm no afraid. Matter. I yeah, I'm of the same opinion. Gender, yeah. the Doctor is. No, I I've always that been is not a. Yeah, I've I'm old school with Doctor Who, Paul. When it comes to yeah. that, I just think it's. Um, the Doctor should be asexual. There shouldn't be any... Certainly yet a deep friendship with the people he yeah. travels with. And he certainly does... He or she misses them when they yes. when that person leaves. But to have this romantic thing all the time now... And I think that's just the way modern Doctor Who is now. You, you're going to... It's been there since Rose, hasn't it? We've had... Then we got it with Martha. Yeah. Um, we got a nice little break from it with um, with Donna. Then it was back to that again with Amy... Uh, you know, it 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 keeps drifting in and out, you know, you know, since the show came back and well, not so I much d- with Amy because at least you you they sort of gave the love interest to the two companions, which I don't mind. You can do that, mm. and he just become almost the gooseberry to a certain extent, didn't he? Which yeah, actually, he did. He did. Which actually, Matt Smith played very well, I think. Yeah, um, but I just, yeah. I, it, it's just me thinking: yes, Do we so, need to so, go down this road again? You know, that's the yeah, that's the thing. I'm just a curmudgeon. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a curmudgeon. But yeah, I, I just, uh, we, I we, just we, think... we're, we're just getting better. We're just too old to think about sex. Oh, I know. I think. Uh, do you know what? There, there is sort of there is sort of part of me just thinks, you know, I love Doctor. I should continue to watch it, but should I keep commenting on it? For, for, for much longer because maybe I'm just now so as I'm getting old and getting out of touch of what yeah. modern television is and what modern shows are about and, and I'm just sort of sitting there in my wicker bath chair with a tartan rug over my knees just oh. thinking of the past and how things were better in the old days <laughs> we should we should have we should have recorded Tony the other day when we all met in his okay granddad actually Paul could you just repeat that because I just dropped my brass ear trumpet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, but no idea. yeah I mean that, that that's the only thing where I'm sort of I quite like the fact that yeah you sort of had the interruption and whatever yeah. I'm not quite sure I don't know I mean I, yeah I mean I'm pro- probably on on the whole I'm not bothered Either way, it's just yeah. No, just if grown, it happens, just, it happens. I've just grown it? up just... with with the Doctor that um, looks upon Earth people with a fatherly um, outlook. Rather, yes, than, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I just don't think it's um, it's really sort of necessary. But hey, there we go. That that's just our opinion. We have been wrong before, so, and we'll be wrong well, again, I'm, no I'm doubt. I'm quite so. happy if the Doctor starts dating someone their own age. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. 
But the age difference is really too much. Well, it would also be better if it was someone who wasn't from Earth as well. It's the same thing. That's what I mean. It's the same thing all the time. Uh, Oh, well, never mind. Um, Obviously, I think the last thing we see is the Doctor dropping the fob watch into the bowels of the TARDIS. Um, And I'm kind of glad because... I know Chibnall wrote in a little get-out clause there with the, you know, unless I really need it, kind yeah. of you know, line from the Doctor. Uh, but I'm um, hoping that's the last we see of it. I hope so as well. I don't think that there's no need to, to, to go down that road. Um, unless, again, it's another plot point, Paul, literally dropped in the bottom yeah. of the TARDIS and we're going to revisit yeah. that at, at the end of, uh, at the end of I mean, Joe the Whittaker's that, run. That's sort of the one thing about The Timeless Child that I've liked is the fact that it's just brought all that mystery about the Doctor back. Mm. Because we'd sort of gone through the, the mystery of, you know, the Doctor. Then it's sort of the, oh, part of a powerful race called Time Lords. Mm. Basically, all the way through to, basically, Time Lords in the canteen. <laughs> That's yes. sort of thing. And, 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 and sort of, the mystery had sort of gone, hadn't it? It had, yeah. Um, well, let, let's be... I mean, yeah, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of the whole timeless child things. I just thought it was a little bit unnecessary. However, what what you said there, though, I I I do agree with because let's let's be honest, we've we're now approaching nearly sixty years of Doctor Who. Yeah, and really, we still don't really know. Six years late, nearly six years later, we still don't really know anything. Really, know anything about the Doctor? And I said, oh, it's given away all the mystery. The timeless child is not even from Gallifrey. Well, do we know the Doctor's not from Gallifrey? Is it some weird time loop? We don't know. They're still mystery. Yeah. And, they're, and they're just building on top of that mystery, aren't yeah. they? Why, when mystery... And six, yeah, I mean, just think, 60 years later, we still don't really know that much about the Doctor or Time Lords or anything, really, do we? Yeah. So I think they've, they've and, and, when, been... and when you put when you put the mystery when you, when you when you put a a mystery question mark over the doctor, yeah, over the doctor rather than on his lapels, um, <laughs> or his umbrella, <laughs> yeah, or his jumper, or jumper, <laughs> um, it always makes it more interesting. Yeah, I mean one one of the most interesting memorable things from the Matt Smith era is the mm. God Complex when he opens the room. And yeah. it's just the, of course it is, and closes the door as to what his room would be. Mm. And, that's and we never, don't see any, it's never yeah. resolved. That. I, mean, no. I think we're meant to assume it's, it's the TARDIS, but again, but we don't, we don't, we don't know. know. No, exactly. And it's, it's never resolved, and it's never needed to be resolved, because it was perfect in its being a mystery. Yeah. And actually, the Doctor's past is perfect in it being a mystery. Hmm. And I hope it just get, gets left that way. Yeah. To be honest, I really do. I really do hope it gets left that way. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I haven't. I think we. I, I've certainly covered off everything I wanted to say. I think only. I think. I, just to sort of finish off, I think that the. I've really enjoyed this season. Um, yeah. I think it's been the, the strongest, of Joe Whitaker's three seasons. I really do. I think you know, there's, there's not been an episode. Yeah, there's been weak ones in there. The ones that we already said, you know, have been sort of treading water, didn't really move 
anything along. Um, not not for us anyway, but they've all been enjoyable in the in the, gen- in their own way, you know. And, I, and generally, the characters have all been good. Yes, they've all been memorable. Yeah. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, I think I think I think really job job done. I know I know that we, I've been very very negative particularly about this episode it's just because i'm i'm still feel that way and even i've discussed it with you but i still think mm. well was that it really it, it seems a bit of an anti-climax i think more than yeah but, but, but else. it's hard to believe anything could have lived up to the setup it was giving no over the previous five weeks no it couldn't it couldn't really it really couldn't. um it but it didn't i don't think crash and burn I think it just sat there and said, "Well, there you go." Yeah, I wouldn't say. I think my sort of my, my sort of final thought on it really is is, is this: Chibnall didn't he didn't sort of completely balls up the landing, really. No. Um, it was a bit of a bumpy landing. I would say this one. It wasn't a. It wasn't perfect. It was a nice flight, no. but the landing wasn't perfect. I think that that's the way I would. I would sort of sum it up. Well, I mean, actually, actually, taking you off flight, it's almost like we came in on autopilot. There mm. really wasn't any excitement. <laughs> no, there wasn't. No, no, I don't think anyone had any high a... hopes at all for this season, did they? So. No. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed this. I will now find time somewhere to watch it all again. Watch it all again, yes, indeed. As one episode after the other and see whether I start getting little light bulb moments as to bits that I didn't, hadn't realised that now make sense or that weren't throwaway lines or actions but until I do that I don't know yeah I think I think we will I think we will sort of as you say find the time to watch this in one go um, and as you say sometimes, and, and, and sometimes ne- yeah I say sometime next year, the poor people who listen to this podcast might well get a a reflection episode on this, where we've actually sat down the week before and watched all six episodes. All six, in a row. yeah. And we'll we might see have to do that. Our, yeah, our views of the have changed or not. Yes, we may we may have to do that. We may have to do that. Okay, right. So that's what Paul and I thought about this particular episode. But what did our listeners think. So let's go over to Omega's Feedback Corner. Those who oppose the will of Omega shall not live. Yes, welcome back to Omega's Feedback Corner. And joining us once again is Scott. Hello. Hello, hello. <coughs> so yes, we've got some more f- listener feedback to read out. Or rather, Scott's got some listener feedback to read out. Yes, and, I do. Uh, yes, you do. Yes. And uh, first of all, we've got some uh, late feedback for Survivors of the Flux. This is from Joanna Alexandra, uh, an old uh, friend of the show and a previous <coughs> guest. And if you haven't checked out her uh, her cosplay page on Facebook, Hedge Scout, and please do so. There's some fantastic cosplay there. So it's nice to hear from you again, Joanne. So Joanne says... I loved it. It was exciting and a great cliffhanger. I enjoyed the companions flitting about in the 1900s. Didn't expect they'd do that. Thanks very much, Joanne. It's nice to hear from you again, as I said. Okay, right. Now, um, on to (coughs) feedback for the Vanquishers. And first up, we have David Gale uh, on Twitter. And David says... I sort of enjoyed it. 
I think a lot of good stuff in it. Obviously, Chibnall had to rip off RTD for the regeneration prediction. Kate Stewart, great as always, not a bad episode. Could have done better. All seems a bit too rushed. I will watch it again. Thank you, David. Now, next up, we have uh, oh, Adam J. Purcell from the Staggering Stories podcast. And, oh, uh, yeah, Scott loves reading these because they're nice and long to read wow. out. So, okay, so um, <laughs> what did Adam say this week? I'm, sh- I'm not at all sure what to make of that. My instant reaction is that I wasn't thinking satisfying conclusion that it needed to be, but perhaps... A rewatch or ten might change that. Naturally, I didn't watch the next time trailer, but I did immediately a post apparently gave away the name and enemy. Weren't they just destroyed? Wasn't the universe all but destroyed apart from the uh, apart from Earth and Natropos? I don't get it. What just happened? What was with the Doctor split into three? Besides f- fueling slash evi- fiction for the next couple of years. That didn't seem to achieve much that a time machine couldn't have done. Who was the Grand Serpent working for all along? If if just for himself, then why didn't he, he then why did he even know how to get involved with unit? Is that for Vinda, Bella and the baby? I'm sure I'm missing a lot, but I suspect there's a lot of unanswered questions nonetheless. I think I'm certain Sort of thing from mental whiplash right now. Yes, thank you. I thought we we're all suffering from mental whiplash there. Well done, Woo. Scott. Okay, so next up we have Jeff Jeffrey Waddle, and uh, Jeff says, "I thought that was tremendous. Nearly all loose ends tied up, and those left hanging can easily be explained with a leap of imagination. What an absolutely thrilling and entertaining season!" With no episode, I'd scored less than 8 out of 10. And as such, it's easily my favourite season since the show came back. Take that, naysayers. Thank you, Jeff. And next we have Andrea Gill. <coughs> uh, thanks for writing again, Andrea. And Andrea writes us this time and says... I enjoyed it on the first watch, but I'll definitely want another watch to make... To watch to fully make up my mind. I love that the Grand Serpent wasn't just another baddie from the past, but his own villain. And I'm sure there was options for him to rip back from his rocky exile. Should future stories require it? Require it? Require it? Back from it, there are a lot of unanswered questions still, so I really hope the specials can tie up them in a satisfying way. Yes, we hope so as well. <laughs> and next and lastly, we have Kevin Mullen with our last piece of feedback for this week, and Kevin writes to us and says... Some storylines were left unanswered, but honestly, I loved it. Great performances all around, and honestly, the series had never looked more cinematic. The destruction of the... Has, of the, the, the destruction of the Dalek and Cybermen ships, followed by the Suntarans, was epic, and we wouldn't have looked out at of that place in Star Wars movie. I live in Liverpool, and it was great seeing it on screen. As Jeff Wardle says, a thrilling season, 9 out of 10, roll on Eve of the Daleks. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, everybody who's written into us uh, over the last few weeks. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, Scott, hasn't it? Reading out yeah. people's thoughts and opinions I don't on this. Stop. Uh, you don't want to stop. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, there we go, folks. That's it for Omega's feedback corner for this week. And uh, well, 
It's the last feedback section for quite some time, actually. Until we get to Eve of the Daleks. So Scott will be reading yeah. out your feedback for Eve of the Daleks in the new year. But I think Scott will be back before then anyway. And they will also be doing something else. Yes, you will. Yeah. Okay, everyone. So that's it for now. So back to me and Paul. Yes, so thank you, everyone, for writing in. And thank you, Scott, for uh, join, <laughs> joining us. Uh, honestly, folks, I didn't sort of uh, threaten him with, with no pocket money if he didn't take part in this. He, it, Scott's loved doing it. And I say he, he can't wait to do his first review, which I'll, I'll talk about when we wrap up this particular podcast. But well, first... Well, I, I, suspect, oh, I suspect he's seen how his, his sister's treated and realised that he'd better tow the <laughs> Indeed, he banished to his room. <laughs> Right, everybody. So, um, for the final time, let's go over to Omega's Stats Corner. <laughs> yes, we have the uh, the overnight viewing figures for uh, The Vanquishers, which uh, was 3.58 million viewers. Um, and that is a apparently a slight drop on last week's 3.882 apparently that was the uh, the overnights for that one um but it still was the fifth most watched program of the day so um there we are i don't want to don't want to labor the points too much on this one uh the going back to last week uh survivors of the flux the um consolidated viewing figures uh was 4.72 uh, so nearly a million up on the overnights, and the AI was 77, uh, which was a, a little a drop um, down from uh, episode four, which had 79. Um, so you only get the consolidated uh, for uh, this particular episode and the, and the AI. Um, well, we'll just, I think we'll just put it on the Facebook group. I don't think we want to revisit this in a future episode, do we, Paul? No. <laughs> no. <not> really. <laughs> Well, it depends how little news there is after the New Year's special. Well, that's the thing because um, that we, we have got no news to talk about uh, to, to finish off this episode. There's absolutely um, nothing at all. Um, so apart from the uh, the overnight viewing figures. So again, I, it reaffirms what I said previously. We only give you the stats to pad out the podcast. Yes. We so we've got an extra couple of minutes out of this uh, out of this nonsense, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh crikey! Oh crikey! But uh, and but, now the weather. And now the weather, <laughs> indeed. I do you know? Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at the, the the viewing figures there, just as sort of like just to wrap this up. Really, it's just the fact that it's been fairly consistent. Yeah, hasn't it? Really, there's no been any major apart from the opening episodes with the overnight Scott. You know, over four million. Then, but after that, it's it's been sort of three and a half million average. I think. Three and a half million that. overnight and four and a half. Or yeah, really four and a half million as a yeah. as an average for the consolidated. So, so yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, think that's, that's reasonably strong. I mean, yeah, I mean it'd be, be yeah. There's not the like oh we started off and then it's really dropped off every week. There's been a massive drop off. No, you've lost a million every week or so. No, we haven't had that. So yeah, no. This is not the death knell for Doctor Who. <laughs> I would think some some people would, would like that to be the case. Um, they'd look at the race. It's cancelled. That's it. It's finished. It's over. Chibnall's killed so, Doctor Who. So within well, 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 how many hours within this podcast going out to the BBC release a tweet cancelling Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> now we've said that. Now we've said it exactly. Well, as I said last week, Paul. Um, you know, um, 
it's me that's that's keeping the animations going, isn't it? So, yes. you know, <laughs> again, it's, this is all down to this podcast. Us. We hold dominion yes. yeah. <laughs> over the future of Doctor Who as a whole. There we are. Um, if, you, yeah. if you want more Doctor Who, buy us chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then we'll do awful comedy skits. To... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crikey. Well, there we are, folks. There we are. We've reached the end of the road. That That is it for Doctor Who Flux. And it's been, it's been, uh, been very, uh, it's been enjoyable. It's been very enjoyable. Yes. Um, so obviously, just to wrap things up, um, that's us done now, really, until the new year, when we'll talk about Eve of the Daleks, uh, which is mm. the, uh, the New Year's Day special. And then after that, obviously, we'll be back to our usual, um, our usual thing of, of Big Finish. <laughs> There's and, a threat. Um, <laughs> There's a threat, exactly. But of course, we do have we do have uh, putting the eve of the Daleks to one side. Uh, we do have two other specials to discuss next yeah. year, um, and then we say goodbye to uh, to Jodie Whittaker, and we, we'll, maybe we'll find out who the next Doctor is. But that's if there is one, year. that's for next year, indeed it is. So that's it from me and Paul uh, for this year. Um, but I will be back with Scott before the year is out because um, Scott has asked me to do a little little sort of Christmas-themed uh, podcast. He wants to talk about the Christmas invasion. It's something Paul and I did as a... We did it as a Christmas sort of special podcast oh, some years ago now, didn't we? Um, and, but we- and, and, now, and now Scott's decided it needs to be done properly. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we're going to get Scott's uh, views on the Chris's invasion, which was David Tennant's first, epi- uh, first episode. Um, and also what Scott thought of Flux as well. Now, if you listen to the um, the other podcasts I appear on the DWP, Scott's been giving his little reviews each week. But if you don't listen to that and you, and you listen to this podcast, then, uh, well, Scott will give us a little uh, a little taste of what he thought of it overall. So, uh, so that there we go. So that that's he's that's really earning his pocket money. He's earning his pocket money now. So that's to come um, before uh, before Christmas uh, is upon us. So there we are. So I'm not going to say Merry Christmas just yet. But Paul, would you like to say Merry Christmas? Yes, I'd like. I'd like to wish our listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Indeed, indeed. So I I shall do that on the next episode. <laughs> So there's still one episode to come before the year is out, but uh, it's, it's, it's either that or your Scrooge-like appearance is trying to string out before you have to say it. <laughs> the next episode could be you, boy. What day is this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you, boy. What episode is this? <laughs> oh dear. Right. So that's it for for this particular episode. Then. So um, until next time, everybody. It's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss a show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and if you have time, leave us a quick review also. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, 
Google Podcasts or Amazon Music. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to leave us feedback, you can do this through Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and also through the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. You can find all of these links on our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Thank <laughs> you.